And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Father, we thank you so much for your presence that's with us this morning. We brought you here with us. For in you we live, move, and have our being. You live in us. We are your temple. And so this morning, even as we get into the Word, we ask that you glorify yourself in our midst. Holy Spirit, knit us together as you can. Bring us together as one. This is what Jesus prayed. And we ask you to do that today. Bring us together as one mentally, physically, emotionally, Father, so we could be united as you and the Father and Jesus is. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. As I said, I want to speak with you for a little while this morning. I want to do another installment of the sermon series I began. I think it was entitled, uh, I think difficult times are coming. I think that was the sermon series we began. Difficult times are coming. And uh, we got our text from, I think it was Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. It says, in the last days, this know also that in the last days, perilous that's where we get our word difficult times will come since last week i spoke a little bit on difficult times and somebody said to me pastor that's somewhat disconcerting it's troubling it's um, disturbing i agree but i was just echoing what jesus said amen that's what the holy spirit said to us right here through paul to his uh, his mentee timothy and i think jesus said the very same thing in i think it's john 16 33 jesus said in this world you will have tribulation that's what jesus said it's in red in john chapter 16 jesus is speaking to his disciples because he wants them to know that there is a, there is a devil out there amen and we need to be ready we are in the last days and Jesus told them, you need to know that in these last days, some of us are going to go through turbulent times. And we should not be surprised because the God of this world, you don't have to turn the Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 tells us, the God of this world is the devil, not the God of this earth. There is a big difference. The God of this world the God of this earth is the Lord God Almighty. He created this earth. But the God of the world out there, and I'll get into it a little more, is the devil. So God wants us to know that the devil is going to influence people and bring our way difficult times. And so we have to be ready. So he told the disciples, in this world you will have tribulation. Additionally, I think in Acts chapter 14, verse 22, we have these words. The Christians were warned. The Christians in Galatia, and it reads, through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. So when I said difficult times are coming, I was just echoing 
what God says. We just went through a difficult time the last two years. Amen? And I will tell you, brothers and sisters, the truth be told, it tested some of us our resolve. Amen? It is going to get worse. I didn't say that. I'm not saying that of my own accord. Jesus said that. And so I am on a mission to encourage you to strengthen your resolve in God because of what's coming down the road. The Bible says we as Christians, we should not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We should be mature in God's word. And so that is what I am here to invite you since to engage in growth. I think it's second, don't turn there, stay with our text. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18, I think it says to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you are not growing, you are dying. Nothing is static. If you are not growing, you are dying. You cannot be in the center. That's why we are told to grow in grace, grow in grace, grow in favor. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You and I need to grow in grace. Some of us are just not graceful. Well, are you getting what I'm saying? And sometimes that's the way we were brought up. But now we know better. The Bible says you and I have a responsibility to grow in grace. I have a responsibility to grow in grace so I can be nice to you. So you can favor me. You are not just supposed to take me the way I am. No. I have a responsibility to grow and mature. The Bible says this about Jesus. It says Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his fellows the nicest and the happiest person who ever walked on earth was jesus christ he was a nice dude children flocked to jesus by the waves when he came downtown jesus 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 and grown folk like me told the kids get out of here and jesus said forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of God. He was saying, do not bother them because you need that same attitude. He was saying, you are too grown for my kingdom. You need to come down a notch. Are you with me? That same humility. Well, let me see, brothers and sisters, I'm here to encourage you to grow because the turbulent times are on the way. But I didn't finish with the sermon last week. What I want to do is quickly continue the sermon. Can you bring up our text, John 16:33, And let me do a little teaching. John 16:33. let me do a little teaching. Last week, I had several questions from the sermons I preached. The sermon I preached. And I may answer one or two questions today, but I need to finish where I stopped last week. So we are told here that in John 16:33, these things Jesus is speaking to his disciples, he's speaking to us by proxy. Amen. He said, These things I have spoken unto you. He started in John chapter 14, verse 1. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. John chapter 14. He's about to go home. He's about to be crucified. And he's talking to his disciples. How many of you would agree? When people about to transition to another to, to the other life, they speak things that are very important. 
Mm? This is one of the things he said here in John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you. Why? That you might have peace. That's what he's saying. I'm speaking these things to you that you may have peace. Shalom. I'm telling you ahead of time. So you can be prepared. Amen. He said in the world you will have tribulation. But I don't want to stop here because there is a word that comes after tribulation which is very important. That word but is a crucial word. But is a word that has the effect of what it does is it places the emphasis on what is said after it and not before it. So it cancels out what was said before. He said, in this world, you will have a tribulation, but cancel this world, you will have tribulation, but he said, be of what? Good cheer. Why be of good cheer? He said, because I have overcome the world. Glory be to God. I think it's first John. Can you jump up? We'll get back to that text. Can you jump to first John 5, 4? Just that scripture came in my mind as soon as... For whatsoever is born of God overcometh what? The world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even now what? Our faith. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in the world you will have tribulation. But, forget about what I said before that. That's what but means. What he's saying is you will have tribulation that is engineered by the devil. Mm, but that's no big deal. <laughs> uh, because you have resources you have power with God he said I have overcome the world and then we are told here the same author the Holy Spirit is speaking to the same individual this 1st John 5 4 whatsoever and that what in the Greek means whosoever amen whosoever is born of God <laughs> Anybody in here is born born of God? The word born means to it means to it means it means to to come from up above. That's what it means. Whosoever is born of God come from up above, that's from heaven, and that happens when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You see what's happening since is in these last days, we have to be very specific the way we teach the Bible. Because what happened is years went by and we were not taught right. Not me in particular. I'm just saying me. Maybe not you, but me. And because what I found out is I, I, was, I was at the house and I was just going through uh, some of the boxes. You know, when you move from house to house, you just carry a bunch of stuff with you. And I went through one of my boxes and I saw seven notebooks. Notes are taken from preachers for the last 15 to 20 years. I was an avid note taker and I would write everything. And I'm going through the notebooks and I'm saying, that doesn't correlate with the Bible. The Bible didn't say that. Seven books full of notes. And so, my earnest request to you, brothers and sisters, earnest request to you is to engage on a route or in a route to grow spiritually. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
spiritually. So Jesus said, back to our text, Jesus said, John 16:33, he said, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. This is the definition for the world. The world, the word world refers to the system that functions in the earth. The system that functions in the earth, that's the world. It refers to the devil as being the God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. Let's look at it quickly. Quickly. So there is the earth and there is the world. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let me, that's what the, the Bible says the earth. That which we walk upon, the ground. The devil cannot make that. He never created that. He doesn't have a part in that. The Bible says that belongs to God. You put a seed in the earth. And the earth, the soil, has been designed to ensure that the seed achieves its desired end. The devil cannot do that. So, there is a clear distinction. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The fullness meaning the gold and the silver and the aluminum and the bauxite. God just throw that in there. Because he's just good like that. <laughs> Guess what? You got to work to get it though. Because he's not an enabler. <laughs> you got to put in some sweat to get that gold. Yes sir. So that's God. But the world, the world. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4 4. In whom the God of this world, the Bible says, the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. The world has a God. And that is the devil. That is the system that's out there. So the world is Satan's worldwide system of deception and wickedness. The invisible system of demonic and human evil that Satan operates to capture people's souls for hell. That's what's out there. And what's out there and the way he does it, he brings a lot of, uh, he showcases pleasure. The Bible says all that's in the world is the lust of the eye. Everything you see out there you want it, everything looks good. The lust of the flesh and the pride of life. There is a lot of, there is a lot of pride out there. Pride from the acquisition of degrees and uh, people accomplishments. Are you with me? The Bible said, that's all that's out there. Don't be envious of what's out there. There is nothing good out there. Nothing good. Amen? And so Jesus said, I have overcome this world. In other words, I can give you more <laughs> in this life and in the life after the world can't give you. How many of you agree that Jesus is the answer for the world today? And brothers and sisters, he's on his way. He's on his way back. Amen. He's on his way back to scoop us up to heaven. So in that wicked system, Jesus says, Christians are going to experience tribulation. The word tribulation refers to persecution of believers because of their testimonies for Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian and you haven't begun to experience persecution, it's because you're still quiet. <laughs> you open up your mouth and say praise the Lord amen and see what happens you open up your mouth and say there is one way to the father and that's through the son you're going to get some problems and so if you're not being persecuted it's because you are still quiet I submit to you keep on living 
Because the time is going to come, brothers and sisters, when you will have to say Jesus is Lord. Oh, glory be to Jesus. The devil, the devil is going to ensure you say it. He's going to ensure that you know where you stand. Yes, yes, yes. You're going to have to say I'm with Jesus or not. Th that word here, but, notice the word but, as I said. He said, but be of good cheer. The word good cheer means be encouraged. Amen. So those of you who said to me that, man, trouble is coming. Let me tell you, Jesus said, be of good cheer. You know, you, you know what it is to be gleeful? Just to be, just be. Jesus said, I got you. Amen. I got you. I got enough resources. Amen. Enough resources. But you and I have a part to play. This is what's lacking in this generation. In this generation, we forget that we have a part to play in our own salvation. Let me say that again. In this generation, we forget that we have a part to play in our salvation. Amen? The Bible says we are laborers together with God. So God does his part. I do my part. I don't just leave it on God's here and then when nothing happens I get discouraged and said the Christian thing doesn't work how many of you understand what I'm saying for years sometimes we hear that amen for years we've heard child God's got God, God got you you're one girl God got you you're two how many years is it going to take for God to get you? You're three. Oh, God got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you the errors I made. I'm 53. I've been in church from the age of six. And if I knew what I knew when I was 25, if I knew that now, Lord have mercy. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Let's continue. So Jesus said, I need you to be encouraged. It's not over. Mm? It's not over. And by the way, this word, this phrase, be of good cheer, it is not a suggestion. It's a command from the commander in chief. When Jesus tells you to be of good cheer, be encouraged, you have to be obedient. I think it's Matthew chapter 4, John chapter 14 verse 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandment. So if Jesus tells you, to be cheerful. Just be cheerful. That's it. Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Just today I'm going to be cheerful. That's what Jesus said. I'm going to be cheerful. I'm going through yes. But I'm going to be cheerful. Being cheerful is your part to play. So God can move on your behalf. That, that, instead of sitting down there with your face. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not looking cheerful. We have a responsibility. We do have a responsibility. And God said to me, I need you for the last part of, for the next half of the year, I need you to teach the word of God right. We need to go back to basics. Amen. Because too many people are getting discouraged. Too many Christians are getting discouraged. I'm going to tell you this story right here. The story is told of the devil. The devil, he skillfully displayed all his tools. He was, somebody said he went out of business. I don't think so, but it's a story, amen? 
So someone said he was going out of business and he skillfully displayed all his tools. All his tools looked attractive. But there was one tool, one tool that looked like it was used up the most and it was the most expensive tool. And so the onlooker said to the devil, what's that tool? That tool look like, looks like it's been used the most and it's the most expensive. And the devil said, that tool is called discouragement. He said, with discouragement, I can pry open the hearts of any Christian and get into their soul. And he said, when I get into their soul, I bring malice, I bring envy, I bring hatred, I bring unforgiveness. With that one tool, discouragement. And I've been around talking to many Christians. And the reason why many of us are so discouraged is because of promises we see in the Bible. Promises year after year. And these promises are not manifested in our lives. So we think it doesn't work. And so we get discouraged over these years. And so last Sunday I said, give God five years. To fix our problems. I asked somebody, how long have you had that sickness? 20 years. Well, 20 years. Can you give God five years? Because in these five years, you got to renew your mind to the truth of God's word. Let me say that again. In these five years, many times, let me share this with you. Many times, people are not healed because their minds are not renewed. And so what they do, they, they go down the road looking for Benny Hinn. Let me tell you, the Bible says miracles are for unbelievers. Miracles are not for Christians. Uh, <laughs> I have memorized where I'm going. Miracles are not for Christians. In other words, miracles, that's normal. <laughs> oh, so, so in church, blind eyes should be open. And people should, our reaction should not be, whoa, whoa. That should be normal. Blind eyes open. Oh, girl, bless you. And you move on. The Bible says miracles are for unbelievers. God used miracles as a bell to bring them in to get them saved. So, so the problem is, Minister Bob, is we go looking for somebody to lay hands. There is nothing wrong with laying out of hands. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, there is the principle of laying on of hand. James chapter 5, it says, if there is any sick, call the elders, they lay hands. But brothers and sisters, the woman with the issue of blood had nobody to lay hands on her. Are you with me? And when you take your healing, when you get your healing that way, nobody can take it from you. That, because what... what What's been documented is most of the people who got healed from all these crusades, they go home and they get back sick again. Because they were not taught how to keep their healing. <laughs> Are you, they were not taught how to keep their healing. And so the devil came back. Or oh, their minds were not renewed. Everything has to pass through your mind. Uh, about 10 years ago, I bought, I bought a... I bought a an exercising CD from Billy Blanks. How many of you heard of Billy Blanks? Yeah, Taibo. And at the end of the exercise, he said, where I am today, my mind put me. Where I'll be tomorrow is where my mind put me. I said, excuse me. 
He said, where my, I am today is where my mind put me. Where I'll be tomorrow is where my mind put me. Where I am today is where my mind put me. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Are you with me, saints? And Billy saying, I am who I am today because my mind put me there. I'll be where I'll be tomorrow if I renew my mind. Or else I'll be the same place. Saints, are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I want you to get what I'm saying because we cannot risk being discouraged. We cannot throw off our healing on somebody. Ah. Uh, Anyhow, yes, God has blessed certain men and women with the gift of healings. It's, it's listed in First uh, 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 Corinthians chapter 13, 14, 15. You have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and then you have the gift of healing and miracles. Are you with me? Yes, God has gifted some people like that. But what if they're not in town? What we have to stop doing is in this last day, stop looking for a shortcut. There is no growth in settling for a shortcut. There is, there, there, there is something ethical about being processed. There is something godly about being processed the right way. Glory be to God. It takes some time. But at the end, nobody can take it from you. Oh, glory be to Jesus. You'll stand with God. You'll have a level of authority. That's what God is looking for. Paul said to, Paul said to the saints in Galatia, he said, when I got saved, I didn't go down to Jerusalem and sit with the 12 apostles asking, who is Jesus? What did Jesus do? He said, the revelation I got, I got it. As a result of a revelation. I think it's Galatians 1.17. You got it? Galatians 1.17. And that is where God wants all of us. Is it 1.17? Oh, is it? It is somewhere in Galatians. He said uh, the revelation, verse 22, somewhere in there. Anyhow, it's in Galatians 1 somewhere. You'll get it. No, that's all right. I think it's in Galatians chapter 1. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get it one day. Amen. But Paul said, what I got, I got it because 112. Thank you. Galatians 112. And it's in Galatians chapter 1. You got Galatians 112? For I neither received it of men, <laughs> neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I got my own thing from God. I got it straight from the baker in heaven. I didn't get my stuff second hand. I own that stuff. I own it. It is mine. Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have to give. <laughs> you got to have something to give in these last days. If you, got, if you have kids... If you got kids, if you got parents, you have to have something to give. 
The day is coming when your kids will need you to stand in the gap. Oh, glory be to God. I'm telling you, sin. Uh, I'm sharing this with you. Your child will need you. <laughs> your mother will need you. Your spouse might need you. Your sister might need you. That is why for the next six, seven months, we have to teach the word of God. God brought it to my attention. He said, you've preached for the past two months. Good, good, good. <laughs> but he said, I need you to teach the word of God. Because teaching keeps you. Teaching it keeps you. With, are you with me? I'm going to bring this to a close because I told you 40 minutes we have communion. But since God said tribulation is coming, but we have good cheer. Can you start there and be of good cheer in everything, give thanks? I didn't say for everything, give thanks. In everything, while you're going through, while you are waiting. Are you with me? Can you, while you're waiting, can you give God thanks? Mm, can you be cheerful? Amen. Can you not look like somebody's raining on your parade? Amen. Can you put your face, because you know, you know, you know, sometimes we put our face a certain way for everybody to come to us and tell us, what's wrong with you? Can I pray with you? No. <laughs> you know how it is sometimes when we are going through. Glory be to God. <laughs> but be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. The word overcome means conquer. Conquer the world. Not only, not only has he overcome the world, but this is what I'm going to see. I'm going to bring it to a close right here. You hear me very carefully. When Jesus said he overcame the world, I think one person was careful to note that, hey, Jesus is telling me to be happy about something he did, not something that I did. So the person asked, what's going on? Hmm? Well, it's because of verses like, Acts chapter 17 verse 22 Jesus said be of good cheer because I have overcome the world Acts 17 22 says in him we live move and have our being so Jesus is saying you can overcome you can be happy because you are in me and if you are in me you win by default are you with me saints? That's what Jesus said. He's saying, hey, you are in me. And that phrase, in him. A, a little low, a little low. Thank you. In him, in Christ, in the spirit. It is the same phrase indicating. You hear that very carefully, saints? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring, I'm going to land this plane early, unfortunately. But I want you to get that. In him. In Christ, in the Spirit is a phrase used to 
indicate what happened to us when we get saved are you with me when you got saved you move from darkness into his marvelous light it is sometimes called the kingdom of God I, so now you're in the kingdom of God in him in the spirit are you with me in Christ the same phrase to indicate what has happened to us and it's, it's in the spirit you have resources <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying that is where you function in the spirit that is where you have power with God in Christ in him in the kingdom in the spirit you, you know last week Lobo Sata last week I showed how Peter experienced tribulation Acts chapter 12 you remember we said in the world you're going to experience tribulation Peter was preaching and he they arrested Peter with intention to kill him and the Bible said listen I that's why I said you need to have something to give to your kids the Bible said when they arrested Peter the church began to pray the church moved in the spirit and begin to marshal the forces of God <laughs> when the church is praying it's not over <laughs> oh God when the church is praying it is not over and the Bible says as the church prayed it's called intercessory prayer you know Jesus was the first one who came up with intercessory prayer the Bible says one day he prayed all night he didn't just this is a you know nowadays that's what we do this is a devotional book so we open up our devotion today is Jan, uh, June 6 and we are smiling <laughs> and so this is a you see how short it is how short it is and so we read here seek my face and you will find fulfillment of your deepest longings my world is three minutes and then oh I've done my duty for today that type of prayer did not rescue Peter all night the church prayed some of the things we're in or that's coming down the road we need to be able to pray all night or know somebody who can pray all night so angels can show up the bible said when they marshaled the forces of heaven the angel showed up <laughs> on behalf of peter when the church prayed all night I am submitting to you brothers and sisters we have to start <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus are you hearing what I'm saying the days are over when this shot you don't stop at a devotional no that's where you start um, last story and I'm going to end last story I'm going to end a good pastor friend of mine went to a third world country to preach the gospel. He said, Emmanuel, I entered my hotel room. And he said, as soon as I entered my hotel room, he said, the bed moved from one side of the house to the other. You hear me? The bed moved by itself from one side of the room to the other. He put his, bag, he put his bags down and he said, hold on. 
I didn't move that bed. And I'm not moving that bed back. And he said, devil, in the name of Jesus, move my bed. The bed moved right back. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You, you, you cannot call 911. No, no, you cannot call Ghostbusters. <laughs> you need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about in these last days. Let's go. I apologize. I, I, I got to stop. <laughs> it's time for communion. My, my. <laughs> I feel the presence of God though. Mama, I got to finish that. Lord. Woo! Amen. Let's get ready. All right. Let's get ready for the communion. My God, my God. One big go. We got to get ready. Hallelujah. Can somebody surprise the Lord? Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Can you call the kids? Ask them to join us. No? Okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, my, my. I feel the presence of the Lord says. I feel the presence of the Lord. God, we give you praise. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, 
to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.